Welcome to Prima's 2022 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Christine Packard will discuss leveraging enterprise risk management as a crisis response tool, a COVID story. Christine is the Director of Enterprise Risk Management at the University of Massachusetts. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Christine. Thanks for having me, Taekwon. I'm very excited for the opportunity. Appreciate it. No problem. So to start, can you tell us a little bit about how your enterprise risk management program is structured? Sure. The University of Massachusetts system, which is a five-campus public institution of higher ed, has operated an enterprise risk management program since 2014. But it wasn't until 2019 that we instituted a formal governance structure, and we did that to support and guide the program as well as define roles and responsibilities. Our governance structure builds off of our five campus programs and includes both a working group and an executive committee. The working group consists of representatives from each of our five campuses as well as a subject matter expert from 17 disciplines. And this includes health and safety, finance, human resources, and academic affairs, just to name a few. The working group is responsible for assessing risks that impact the university from a system perspective. So for us, that's important. So we're looking at the entire enterprise of the University of Massachusetts versus just a a single campus focus. And the working group is also responsible for designing and implementing mitigation strategies for risks. Then we have our executive committee, which is our decision-making body of the ERM program, and the executive committee is the entity that's responsible for prioritizing risks. The executive committee includes leadership representatives from each of our campuses, as well as our central president's office, and the executive committee ultimately reports up to our board of trustees. So how does that structure lend itself to support crisis response? As someone who spent nearly two decades in the field of emergency management before joining the university, I know that effective crisis response is built upon collaboration across existing networks of people from various disciplines. Our ERM ERM structure creates existing networks for such collaborative purposes during times of crisis. We regularly bring our ERM stakeholders together in normal times on a consistent basis to discuss, review, and strategize about risk. And in doing so, we've built partnerships and have a much better understanding about each other's respective disciplines. For UMass, our ERM structure provided a tool throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, and we use that to collaborate, set minimum standards for response and mitigation actions, and assess impacts across our university system. This included everything from the health and safety of our community to our financials, enrollment, all of our staffing, all of which had intersections and cascading impacts among and across them. And this information was provided by both by our university stakeholders and university leadership, as well as to our university stakeholders and university leadership. Ongoing information sharing at all levels of the university and across disciplines allowed us to better and more comprehensively contemplate mitigation strategies, implement them with consistency and meaning across our campuses, as well as keeping our board of trustees informed. How can ERM be operationalized for crisis response? 
I'd like to continue to use our COVID-19 response as an example for operationalizing ERM for crisis response. As you know, and perhaps like nothing we've ever seen or experienced in our lifetimes, the COVID-19 pandemic really stressed the field of higher education and UMass was no exception. And to me, the heart of ERM and the heart of crisis response is situational awareness. So a shared understanding, visibility, transparency of both what is occurring and what might occur to make well-informed decisions. This is critical from both a leadership perspective and for operational staff to be most effective in addressing risks at hand and contemplating risks that may arise. UMass leveraged our ERM program to coordinate COVID-19 response activities across the system by increasing situational awareness and informing our leadership's decision-making process. Across the university, we used our ERM structure and its networks to coordinate decision-making, to coordinate response and mitigation activities across the system, and to help ensure consistency and adequately in approach to those strategies. We used it to assess and address impacts generated by the pandemic on students, staff, and faculty from both a health and safety perspective as well as impacts on enrollment and our financial sustainability. We use the structure to develop system-wide minimum standards for reopening our campuses, and we did that for fall 2020, for spring 2021, and for fall 2021. And we're still collaborating on what our campus environment looks like in the world of COVID-19. This included development of operational guidance and checklists, and all of those ensured that we were able to meet local, state, and federal requirements. As another example, when personal protective equipment was extraordinarily difficult to access, we coordinated through our ERM structure to leverage buying power, to share existing supplies, and to share information on leads to accessing those supplies. And finally, as a public university, we were approached by our state, who was coordinating their response to the pandemic, to partner by using some of our facilities as field hospitals, as public testing sites and public vaccination sites when the time came. And we coordinated all of those requests and our response to those requests um, with support from the ERM system. All of this coordination was done through multiple means of conversation, communication. We Zoomed, we talked on the phone, we emailed, we shared documents. In essence, we collaborated. And throughout it all, we knew who to reach out to and who to include in conversations, and most importantly, who to bring to the table for critical decision-making. How critical was leadership support of ERM in transitioning to crisis response? Leadership has to be an integral part of any emergency response. And for us, leadership was a fundamental component to all of our COVID-19 response activities. They were engaged throughout the pandemic, coordinating to make very difficult decisions in an ever-changing environment and aligning communications across our system, messaging across our system to our university community and to other stakeholders. We also provided leadership with daily updates on pandemic impacts as well as our campus-specific mitigation and response activities. And these communications help provide additional and a consistent layer of situational awareness to leadership. So our leadership support is really everything in crisis response, and it's equally as important in an ERM program. So you've told us about how ERM supported crisis response. 
Can you talk a little bit about how the crisis response has strengthened your ERM program? Yeah, we've certainly grown from our experience responding to the pandemic, and we're now incorporating lessons learned from our response into our ERM program. The COVID-19 response really gave us a much stronger appreciation for the risks that we face and for what it feels like when multiple risks are impacting an organization. In fact, COVID-19 essentially launched three quarters of our system-wide risks, those that are noted on our risk registry, and it did so nearly simultaneously. So we were dealing with multiple risks all at the same time, and they're pretty significant. The pandemic response gave us better perspective on real-world impacts, how those risks intersected with one another, how we could leverage mitigation activities to address not just a single risk, but multiple risks. And it also revealed to us how well we were prepared to respond and how well we're positioned to address risks going forward. And with all of this knowledge, we actually updated our risk assessment tools to better reflect our understanding of risks and impacts based on what we've learned throughout the pandemic response. And we're in the process of developing a tool that will help us measure the effectiveness of risk mitigation strategies. Ultimately, the response further developed relationships and partnerships across the UMass system, and we'll continue to leverage those networks and further mature our system-wide ERM programs. So real-world experience always influences programs, and we're taking this opportunity of this very long, drawn-out pandemic response to continue to enhance our program. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.